Life's better with some good company. You're listening to the Good Co. Podcast with Brett and Emma. Discuss the hot topics, the hard ones, and everything in between. Here's the Good Co. Podcast with your hosts, Brett and Emma. Hey, hey, hey. You found the Good Co. Podcast. If it's your first time or your 30th time, thanks for being here and hanging out with us. Brett and Emma here. So glad to hang out with you today. We don't even have 30 podcasts. Well, some people listen to all of them twice, Brett. Oh, those super fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I just want you to get to know us a little bit deeper as well, too. Um, My name is Brett. Her name is Emma. We're really good friends. We're coworkers. We go to church together. Um, And we're also family because I married her hot cousin. He did. He did do that. He actually just wanted to come to all the family gatherings because there's good food. (laughs) There is good food. I will say that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Emma, it's been... Four weeks, four podcast episodes since you originally called yourself a Crocs girl. Mm-hmm. And I hang out with you average, on average, six times a week. Oh okay. my. I have yet to see these Crocs that make you a Crocs Here's girl. Here's the thing, Brett. They're my weekend shoes. They're for, hmm. you know, when you're out on I the town. I see you on the weekends. No, no, you no. You do no, not no. go out on the town <laughs> with these Crocs on. I know that. Yes, I do. oh oh, okay okay they haven't made it out of my closet yet but it's because we're moving and they're packed away. right 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 crocs girl Mm -hmm. yeah how many new friends have you made wearing these crocs i don't ever make new friends (laughs) (laughs) so the crocs part is irrelevant (laughs) slower subject i'm sorry Okay, well, we want to get personal up in here, I see. I got something personal. Okay. Brett, how often a day do you drink coffee? Too much. Yeah, and how many times do you go next door to drink coffee? At the coffee shop? Mm -hmm. Uh. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Rumor is... They've got Brett's order down, his morning order and his afternoon (laughs) order. (laughs) This is slightly embarrassing because so here's here's my normal my normal day lately has Mm -hmm. been um, wake up, make a pot of coffee at home, drink it all. The whole pot. The whole pot. (laughs) Okay. Come to work. About two hours into work, I'll get coffee, hot coffee, black coffee. And then I'll come back over, get to work, start prepping for all of our show, and then then I'll go back over right before the show starts, and I'll get a cold brew. Two things suddenly make sense to me. One, how chipper you are in the morning. You've already (laughs) had a whole pot of coffee. And number two, how often you have to pee. Yeah, yeah. You thought I was just trying to get out of work. No. (laughs) Duty calls. If you're enjoying all the good company right now, would you consider rating the podcast and leaving a review? And just maybe your comment or question could end up on the next podcast. So today on the podcast, we are actually going to be doing like open format kind of feel where we kind of have a, a bunch of questions that we want to just have a discussion about, but they're not questions that really could fill an entire podcast itself. So... You're going to hear us kind of talking about multiple different topics today. I pray, we pray, that one of these topics is for you today. First question I want to ask, does God have a sense of humor? Mm, I think so. But like... I mean... When? Right now. I'm looking at He's one. He's definitely laughing at you right no, now. No, <laughs> I'm looking at one. <laughs> okay. Oh, Emma is proof that God has a sense of humor. Because I'm funny? Right. <laughs> no, I, all realness, though, I think I think he does. I think he does. 
I've been trying to look up like verses in the Bible and stuff though where he like is funny. <laughs> Maybe it's just like so high above our sense of humor. Sure. That like when I'm in heaven I'll think it's funny, but right now I'm like, what? Like what if his sense of humor was so high minded that even the prophets couldn't pen it? Yeah, like Jesus when he told parables and stuff, sometimes he probably laughed. Like he's like, huh. And his disciples were like, What? I wanna I wanna think that Jesus was probably a really funny guy, actually, because so many people wanted to be around him. But like where's where's the humor in the Bible? Yeah, that's my thing. Is like I I really truly believe God has a sense of humor. Like I used to think God played practical jokes on me. This is real. Oh boy. And I thought they were funny. That's why we got along so well. <laughs> what happened i don't know i just started thinking i don't know i still think he does but there's like a season where like everything that could go wrong went wrong but then he would like remedy it last second and i was like you're pranking me right now god like this is you think this is funny Mm. like i remember this specific day i was running super late to this like lunch meeting i had and i was supposed to bring something to the meeting and i was like oh no i forgot i'll just buy something on my way to work and i knew for a fact, I had left my debit card in the console in my car. I get in my car, it's not there. So what do I do? I have to scrape around the floors and mm. find all the old pennies and coins. I have the exact amount to buy whatever I was buying. And then I get back in my car and my debit card's there. I was like, that was a prank, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. He's sitting up there laughing. Oh, I mean, if you look at like some of the things that God does, it's kind of hard to argue that he doesn't have a sense of humor. Like just the way that he does some things, like he could do anything anyway. And the way that he chooses to do things at times, I I think I'm like, oh, he was doing that just for us. Like that was for our enjoyment. And actually on the radio show this week, I was talking about how that's the one part of my faith that I think falls through the cracks at times. It's like I, I try to do everything just right, like my prayer life, my devotional life, serving people, loving people, and yet enjoying God mm. is the one thing that keeps falling through the cracks. So I do think there is a sense of of God that does have a sense of humor because he could do anything anyway, and yet he chooses to do it in a way that brings enjoyment to us or, or makes mm. us laugh or makes us think twice about things. Um, one, of, one of mine that just always sticks out to me is... When I when I first started dating my now wife mm-hmm. Aubrey, uh, I was actually on a month or a year long taking a break from from, from dating from women. from women completely, and we were at the eleven month mark, <laughs> and God brings her to the church, and you were like, "This last month's gonna be tough." And literally that first month that I saw her, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna marry her one day." Wow! And it was just like, man, God does have a sense of humor because now hindsight, I'm married to this woman. And little did I know, I like that that year off was gonna not even become a year. Yeah. But like, just the way that God does things at times is just it makes it makes you think uh, there has to be a sense of humor somehow. That's true. And as I'm thinking about laughter, like laughter comes from real joy and happiness, yeah. and like God just is joy and never ending happiness. So yeah, it's gotta all come from Him. I also think that there's a a difference in God's sense of humor than what like our human perspective of the sense of humor is like his it's never going to be at all raunchy or anything like that like I think True. that's a lot of times what humanly we think is funny I don't know why at times but um 
but God's sense of humor is not at all like our sense of humor. But I do think there is something. You know what I mean? Because we're also fashioned yeah. after him. We're made in his image. Right, it's true. And I'm a hilarious individual. Okay. I, like, I crack myself <laughs> up. A humble individual, <laughs> too. Yeah, how'd you know? How'd you know? I am. <laughs> no, but uh, if we're made in God's image, then I have to believe that there's a sense of humor. There's something to be said about what you were saying, too. Like, the comedy shows that are popular and that most people laugh at. I don't I can't picture God sitting no. in the audience and no. laughing at those. Nope. Um or just like the TV shows or whatever that w- we a lot of times think are funny. Yeah, he probably doesn't think those same things are funny, but the fact that we even can laugh has just got to be like so his design and so mm-hmm. him because it's such a joyful thing. Like you feel so much better when you laugh. Mm-hmm. Here's another question. And this was actually out of a thought that I just had as I was doing menial little things. It's kind of funny, actually. Um, can all things be made into a spiritual thing? Mm. And I actually, I thought it was funny because I was literally washing the dishes. And I'm like, could this be made into a spiritual <laughs> thing? I'm a, a chronic over-spiritualizer, as most of my friends would say. Okay. Uh, But I don't think I over-spiritualize. I honestly think yes. I think everything can be spiritual. We're human, so we don't always make it all spiritual. And we, like, make things the opposite of spiritual and just, like, an in-the-middle, like, a menial task. But I do think, like, you can do everything for the glory of God and with God and for God. And if you're doing it with God, then, like, it's automatically spiritual. If you're doing it for God, it's automatically spiritual. So, yeah, I think so. I recently heard the argument made, and it, this is a quote, direct quote. It said, all it takes for an activity to go spiritual is if you ask your heart questions as you do it. Whoa, interesting. And that wasn't necessarily spiritual in the Christian sense. That was just in any sense, any sense of the, the word spiritual. Um, but I think you can make the argument for the things of God, too, because like if you're, if you're constantly asking yourself, even the simple question of what would Jesus do in, in this exact moment that I'm in currently, mm. couldn't you make anything spiritual? Yeah. Yeah, I really, yeah, pretty much. So end of story. Yes, you can. Period. Yeah. Done. <laughs> if you disagree, drop in our DMs. I, a lot of people, though, talk about like over-spiritualizing. I, fe- I feel like I get that a lot. They're like, oh, you're over-spiritualizing it. It's not that deep. God doesn't care what car you buy or what. Sure, sure. You know. Well, I think... I think you can over-spiritualize things, but I think you can make everything spiritual without over-spiritualizing things. Interesting. Okay. I like it. All right. I I hear this one a lot, so I feel like it's worth talking about. Why does a good God let bad things happen? (laughs) Sometimes for this one, I wonder if our version of good just isn't always God's version of good. Yeah. That's kind of where I land, too. I think... um, I think the Lord will allow a rough situation happen. I think it's important to remember bad situations do not come from God. Mm-hmm, true. It's because of our sin-cursed world. I think God will allow bad things to happen to good people Yeah. for a testimony's sake or so that he can be glorified. Yeah, that's real. And it does strengthen our faith. Like My faith really has only been strengthened and grown the most during the harder times, whether that was more of an internal struggle or an external struggle. But that was where I really, I had to lean on God and I had to sort out what I believed because otherwise it would crumble. I look at Job. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this dude was a really good dude. 
and just one thing after the next just kept happening <laughs> to him and then he pretty much just loses everybody that's yeah like in his life but then hindsight we're in 2023 right now and the story of job has reached millions yeah of people it's so true the testimony that came out of that book of the bible i think about uh, in my own life i i actually wrestled through this question probably five years ago now mm. um and it was when I was literally wrestling through my faith. This was the question I was wrestling with. But the Lord spoke to me through a two-year period. Um, my mom had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. I was really struggling through this at the time. We were going to a new church. And I kept asking myself, I'm like, my mom serves in church every Sunday. Why does the worst possible thing happen to my mom? Mm. A good person in my mind. And so then I started... It took, it took two years until she was finally in remission for me to realize that, okay, God used her situation, this breast cancer in her life, to reach three different people who were going through the same thing. Wow. She was able to be a voice for them, mm-hmm. a, a sounding board for them, and she still does this to this day. So I think for that situation, a bad thing happened to a good person so that they could help other people through those bad situations too. Yeah. Definitely. And I think the free will piece is a piece we can't ignore, too, because a truly good God allows his Mm -hmm. children to choose and make choices. He doesn't just direct them and command them in one way. So with free will, like we get to choose bad or good. Yeah. And that's really frustrating and hard when other people choose wrong. But it's not true free will if he doesn't let us do that. And it's not true goodness if he doesn't let us actually make decisions for ourselves. So I think that is just a piece of it. Like we live in a fallen world and people are going to make bad decisions and that's going to affect us. And that's really hard and frustrating on this side of heaven. But we do still have a hope of more and a hope of what's going to come too. I saw a recent survey and it said that among the secular world, Christians are seen as the most judgmental people groups in the world. Hmm. Are Christians really the most judgmental people? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that, that's real tough. It's a real hard question. It's a real hard question. I'll sit, I'll start. Yeah, First off, ahead, I think in. I think Jesus followers, myself included in this, can tend to get an inflated ego at times. Like sure. we do things because we know that it's the right thing to do. And then we don't do things because we know it's the wrong thing to do. And I think that alone right there uh, makes us think that we're higher than some people who do the bad things. Mm. That is super fair. I've experienced that in my own life. I've experienced that from people around me. Yeah, that's real. I also think Christians do hold themselves most of the time to a pretty high standard. Yeah. And so... Sometimes they probably do hold the people around them to that standard or to a higher standard than those people want to be held, which would be perceived as judgment. Or even like when you're around somebody who's holding themselves to a really high standard, like when I'm around somebody that goes to the gym five days a week or seven days a week, Brad, I'm looking at you. Uh, that makes me feel bad about how little I go to the gym. Like I'm like, oh, I should go more. And so I think even if it's not always them actually judging me in those situations, sometimes I perceive judgment. I'm (laughs) like, oh, they look down on me. They think I don't take my health seriously, whatever, whatever. And so that at least factors in. I don't know if it's all of it, but I know it's not all of it. But I think sometimes it's just like perceived judgment too. And regardless, I actually love that perspective, by the way, regardless of whether it's real judgment or perceived judgment, it is still a problem. 
Yes. Because if non-Christians are seeing Christians as a whole as the most judgmental people group, this is a stat that we need to take seriously about changing the narrative of. Yeah, that's real. Because even even as we seek to live our lives as Christ would have lived his life, because that's what our call as Christians is to do, we cannot like unintentionally shame these other people. Yeah, we need to be an example, but how do we do that in a way that wraps our arm around non-Christians and, and brings them along with us without shoving yeah. it down their throat? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think our call as Christians is to change the narrative for the people around us, the people in our circle. Like, it's not my job to change the narrative for the whole world about what Christianity is, but it very much is my job Mm. to change the narrative for the cashier I interact with every week or that person at the gym that I work out next to or my closest friends. Like, every single, even the people who are in church, but especially the people who aren't in church it is my call to continue to flip the script of like who they thought Jesus was. I've heard Christianity described as an upside down kingdom before Mm. because it's like so opposite of what (laughs) you would expect a real kingdom to look like, like when Jesus came and they thought he was gonna literally become king, but then he died and they were like, what's going on? I think in a lot of ways, it's my job to continue to to show the upside down kingdom and yeah. show it's not always what you think it is. There's more and there's a lot of love here too. Mm. So this is one that as we were talking on the podcast just now, I uh, thought of this question Ooh. and it came out of a passage that we're studying in church right now. Okay. Matthew chapter six, it's out of the Sermon on the Mount, but there's a, a, a spot in it that Jesus is teaching and he says, it's Matthew chapter six, verse seven, if you want to follow along. It says, when you pray, Don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. And so my question is, what does it mean to not be repetitious in prayer? Hmm. Because there's, I've been on both complete opposite sides of this spectrum. I've been in a church where they once taught us during prayer Anytime we have a question mark in our head, like we don't know where we're going, fill it with the word Lord. Whoa. And so I was like, this was this was out of another church that I was attending at the time, and I don't go there anymore. Um, but then in, in the church that I have now, it's, it's a lot more like real and raw prayer is what it feels like. Mm. So I, I guess I'm just curious what your thoughts are. Hmm. That's really interesting. I think this verse is talking about, like it says... Um, they think they will be heard because of their many words. Yeah. So I honestly think a lot of this is more of a heart posture. I don't think it's literally saying don't repeat yourself because uh, the Lord would never hear my prayers if that was sure, the case. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but he's a lot more gracious than that. True. Very real. But there is something to be said about like there are times where I'm in prayer circles and I hear someone pray for like six minutes and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, I gotta pray that long too. And I will sometimes literally like keep my prayer going even when I have nothing else to say because I don't want to be that person that prayed like 30 seconds and then was done. And I think this is speaking to that. It's saying like, honestly, swallow your pride and say what you've got to say and then move on. You don't need to look more holy than the next person or as holy as the next person. God knows your heart and it's on him. So as a communicator, um, this is something that I struggle with because uh, with the radio side of things, I have a desire to be as concise and as quick as I possibly can, Fair. including as much content and as much description in 
what I'm saying, but saying it in the short amount of the shortest amount of time and with the least amount of words as possible. So there's this part of me, but then there's also the other side to me where I, I can communicate well enough to where I could talk and pray for 10 minutes. It's like the podcast part of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for real. And so I guess I don't know which one I lean more towards. Mm. On my per in my personal prayers, when it's just me and God, I I try to see how long I can pray for. Sure. Um, and I don't think that that is what this this verse is necessi- necessarily talking about. Yeah. Um, is is that personal prayer? I do think this is more in line with talking about say you're praying on stage at church and or you're praying for somebody or with somebody, not to just keep praying for the same things, not to just repeat and repeat and repeat. And if you did exactly what that church originally taught me to do, you'd just be saying Lord every five seconds, which I don't <laughs> think that that's the worst wrong. thing to say. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it becomes repetitive and, and how much of it is actually prayer versus just re- reciting. The Good Co podcast is better when you're part of it. You can reach out to the show, ask questions, and share feedback by leaving a message on our page at myhopefm.net. And at this point in the podcast, we do my favorite part of the podcast. Emma doesn't really like it, but... I love it. (laughs) Cue the sound effect. It is time for... Mailbag. The mailbag. You've got mail. You've got mail. Um, Yeah, we got some some mails this week. You want to talk about them? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> who who do we get some mails from? Just April. Okay. April. Thank you for congratulating me on getting married. Whoop whoop. Cue the wedding music. <laughs> Brett's not the only one who can cue things. You can cue it, but you can't play it. <laughs> April actually did get really vulnerable with us and shared a few of her struggles and actually had a few questions as well. So one of them was just so good. It was about consistent Bible reading and ways that we read the Bible that we, we find really help us. And so I think we're going to talk about that coming up in a future podcast. Yeah. And if you have anything that you want to add, any other questions you have too, we would love to cover those also. Every prayer request, every question we take super seriously and we pray over them, try to respond to you immediately and answer your questions. And it might even get in a new podcast. So if you have questions, comments, rude remarks for Emma. Send them to Brett. Uh, no, but for real, if you have a prayer request or even a topic suggestion, you can join the show by going to the website. It's myhopefm.net. Click on air, click podcasts, and then click our faces. See you next week. Thanks for clicking play on the Good Co. Podcast. To hear another episode or to get a hold of the show, visit myhopefm.net and click podcasts. Podcast.